Welcome to Optimizing Human Potential with some of the top experts in the world of mind, body, and soul. In this show, we'll deal with everything from holistic health and fitness to spiritual growth and consciousness. Here are your hosts, Nicole Cruz and John Kempf. Hello, and welcome to Optimizing Human Potential, Mind, Body, and Soul, brought to you by the Holistic Therapies Directory. I'm Nicole Cruz, Super Busy Mommy Coach, helping busy parents reach high levels of fitness and health be, in spite being completely burnt out and interrupted every 30 seconds. And I am John Kemp, Functional Strength and Nutrition Coach, and my main mission is to empower people to become aware of their true potential through fitness, nutrition, and mindset. And this episode, I get the pleasure of interviewing Nicole this time, so I'm actually more nervous about asking her the interview questions, so hopefully uh, I can do as well as she did, because she knocked it out of the park. So Thank you. Cruz. <laughs> is the super busy mommy coach. This lady does it all. She's basically Wonder Woman in real <laughs> life. And so we're just going to start it off. First question. I just want to ask you how super busy mommy came to be. Oh, those were rough times. So uh, <laughs> it started when I did not have time to work out. And I mean, I was waking up before 5 a.m., getting myself ready, you know, going off to work a full day. And then at the time, my son's father and I were, we were going through a divorce. And so I'd wake up, I'd go, he would take Eric to the gym, which was our family business. And um, I would go to work in Manhattan, which is an hour and a half commute from the house. And then I'd have to go to the business, check in with staff, get some behind the scenes stuff done and pick up my son, go home. It would be nine or 10 o'clock. And then I'd have to kind of like get him to bed and put all of this out of my head somehow and fall asleep like instantaneously. <laughs> um, you know, like trying like, and, and you know, when you're going through something like I was going through a divorce and I had just lost my brother a couple months before, it's like your brain is just going, 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 going. And I would literally use meditation to knock myself out as quickly as possible, wake up, do it all again the next day. And I mean, you would think that if the family business was a gym, that that should be easy to find time to work out. But you know, when everyone else is doing the workouts, who's watching the baby, right? So when I was there, you know, I had to take care of the business stuff, you know, keep an eye on Eric and then get out quickly. And so I would fit in workouts wherever I could, just like, you know, any determined person does, but I wasn't seeing the results I did before I was a mom. And I would, you know, do what I could when I could. And it just, it wasn't enough to get what I wanted. And so I had to kind of like take a step back and get creative. And stop trying to do what I had been doing for years and think to myself, okay, these are the conditions of my life for the foreseeable future. And how am I going to make this work? And so I completely deconstructed everything I had learned about fitness science and what, you know, like why do certain movements get results? And is there a way that I can do this without blocking aside an hour or even 20 minutes? Cause that just wasn't happening with a one and a half year old around. And so I started thinking about it and I developed a, a new programming method where, you know, I kind of thought, okay, what exercises get the best results because I don't want to sacrifice results. I don't do that. <laughs> you know, what exercises get the best results in short bursts with plenty of rest in between? Because I can do short bursts and then I can go heat up a bottle and then I can do another short burst and then I can go kiss a boo-boo. And, you know, so I thought like that and I put together this regimen in this really unconventional way with bursts that are done a couple times a day and then getting plenty of physical activity in non-conventional ways and it worked. All of a sudden there was like, you know, I, I got my body back and I was actually in some ways stronger than I was before. I was training differently and like my strength, like certain things I couldn't do before, like I couldn't do pull-ups before. And then there I was, you know, able to do them and, you know, other things I hadn't been able to do in years, like, you know, box jumps higher than I could do when I was young. And, you know, it, it just, it worked so well. I was like, I need to share this. And, um, and so I 
recruited a bunch of other busy moms from around the world online and asked them to try it out. And on average, they saw results in two weeks. They started seeing fat loss and inches lost and stretch marks going away because you know what <laughs> the right kind of resistance training does for your skin. And if it does that on the outside, imagine what it's doing inside. Their energy levels were higher. They were happier. They reported bonding with their kids from some of the activities I suggested. And I was like, this needs to go out. And so that's how the super busy mommy workout was born. And then from there, I started taking, you know, I had been coaching already and I started taking more of my coaching and specializing with busy parents. So how long do you think, like if you were to like total everything up each day, and really see the results you're saying like 20 minutes right and it doesn't take all day like people always ask us especially like how long do you spend in the gym probably like two hours right like that's just a misconception right you want to talk about that a little bit like how long each day do you usually spend on average yeah sure so uh each day on average it's about 20 minutes total and when people think of like the hardcore workouts that's only 12 minutes and then the rest is more like mobility because you know working full time when you're sitting at a desk <laughs> you need to decompress and so i mean 12 minutes of the hardcore stuff and then like another you know 8 minutes of wellness stuff or more if i can and then a lot of general physical activity i mean like there's two things you need in order for a fitness regimen to be successful. One, you need enough general movement, right? You need to just not be sitting on your butt all day. And so that part, when you're a busy parent, becomes really easy because (laughs) you're on your feet and your kids just want to run around and they want to play with you. And so that part becomes easy. I mean, when you're working a lot, you don't always have the time, but you can make up for it on the weekends if you're flexible. That kind of, if you just think about it and put in the intention it usually isn't a problem. And then the other part you need is what we fitness nerds call progressive overload, which is the idea that you are challenging your muscles and your body in progressively more intense ways over time. So you're not just doing the same thing and then expecting to get better and better and better results. But if you're getting the general physical activity, then you don't need to spend that much time on the progressive overload part. You need to challenge your muscles and then you need to give them a couple days to to recover. You know, you need to give your body time to take all the nutrients you're eating from your awesome nutrition plan, hopefully, and <laughs> put it all together and make something beautiful happen. So it actually, if you take fitness science and if you think about and you you just put the idea of a traditional workout out of your brain and try to apply it to the life of a busy parent, this is what I at least just seemed like the natural solution. And it seems to be working for people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So many people have like that structured, you know, idea of, you know, and that's just so much conditioning from the culture of like, all these magazines with the ripped guys and girls that, you know, have the chains hanging from their neck and they're doing barbell lifts and stuff. I mean, the body doesn't know the difference between a push up and a bench press and running from a tiger. It just knows. <laughs> you know? So yeah, it's perfect. You know, finding ways to stress the body that's appropriate for that individual. That's, that's perfect. I love that. Mm-hmm. So, that's a good segue. What would you say would be your advice for that parent that's starting a new health and fitness journey? Like, where when they come to you, do you start with them? You know, like it's usually really overwhelming at first for someone to be like, well, I got to eat healthy and cook and I got to do all this exercise now too. And like, I still got this kid to take care of. Like, where do you start with them? Yeah. I mean, it is one step at a time and it depends on the person to a certain degree. I think the the on-ramp can be different for everyone, but there are certain things that there are three main factors I see. And it's depending on what's really like, what's the pain point for the individual at that time would sort of depend on which on-ramp I would see. But so one of them is sleep and stress management. If you are burnt out, then your motivation is (laughs) completely in the gutter and it's really difficult. You know, you can in theory be motivated to work out and really want it and value it. But in that one single moment, you just don't care because it's the burnout just supersedes everything. Your prefrontal cortex just isn't really there anymore. So for some people, it's sleep and stress management to kind of address the burnout. 
And then you can kind of get into the nutrition and the workout. And then for other people, it's the actual workout because once you get your body moving, it amps up your energy, you can sleep better. And so that can sort of start start the cycle. You don't crave the bad foods as much. You crave things that are better for you in a lot of cases. Uh, and for other people, it's the nutrition. Once you fix your nutrition, that can also help you to have more energy so that you can work out and then you can sleep better. And yeah, so I, I think those are the three things. And I think when you're talking about really stressed out, busy parents and, you know, whether it's like your typical situation or someone who's going through like an extra hardship at the time, it has to be one step at a time because the learning and the figuring out takes so much time. And I, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make and even people like I have a home workout program and they purchase that. And then I feel like I want to be next to them when they're implementing it. And I have a gradual uh, transition plan to get them in. Not everyone takes advantage of that because they're like, no, no, I'm going to do I want to do it tomorrow. And, and no, because that six minute routine is going to take you 15, 20 minutes. And some people they'll be like, you know, well, I have to have time to like check out all the videos first and then I can begin. And it's like, no, 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 no. You have to take one thing, implement one thing, a few minutes a day. And that's where it starts. And then you start building in something else every couple of days, something else every couple of days until the full regimen has been built up in your life. Because if you try to change it overnight, it's first of all, emotionally and mentally overwhelming. And we just as humans don't tend to respond well to that situation when we're already stressed and burnt out. And I think it doesn't work for that reason. And it also just doesn't work logistically. You don't, you don't have the time for that. <laughs> so yeah, like if you, you know, if you get any workout program that exists, you know, take it a lot, a certain amount of time, you know, so if you're going to do say 10 minutes in the morning and then something else later on, you know, take that time and do whatever you can in those 10 minutes. And then over time, you'll gradually build that up. You know, if you're going to learn how to cook, start by cooking one small meal or even just a side dish. And then over time, start building in the rest of it and think of it as you know, the long-term plan. Think of it in, you know, in, in one month, in two months, in six months, I'll have a healthy lifestyle. Yes. Yes. You're <laughs> I love it. It's so funny you say that because I, uh, I just before earlier this morning, I made a, a video talking about the three-legged stool and no leg is more important than the other, but one leg's fitness, one leg is sleep and stress and the other leg is nutrition. And you knock one out and the stool falls, but so many people try to do so much at once. They try to take on all this new responsibility and then they fail and then they get discouraged and they quit and they don't pick it back up again as opposed to one of my favorite quotes, um, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? You know, mm -hmm. you have to take that progressive approach just like with exercise, you know, like you can't just go in and start doing power cleans, you know, on day one, you got to start <laughs> with where, you know, is appropriate for the individual. So I love that. That's why you are so amazing at what you do is because you break it down in a way that is actually digestible and actually applicable to real people. And that's, that's beautiful. Um, Thank you. So I wanted to kind of bring in the fact that, um, you know, these people have these children in their lives that they're trying to be role models for. And that's usually often a reason why people start a health and fitness journey is they want to be a good example for their kids and they want to live a long, healthy life. They want to be able to be pain free and play with their kids and go outside and go on hikes with their grandkids and all this. So, um, you know, I was kind of looking at what values do you try to instill in your son by using health and fitness? So, the first thing, and this may seem like a bit of a tangent, but I'm bringing it back. I think one thing that needs to be addressed very often is mommy guilt or daddy guilt. Um, I tend to see it more in mommies, but the idea that I'm supposed to be dedicating my life to my children. And if I'm already working all day and doing all this stuff that I'm responsible for, well, I don't have the time with them. And then I'm going to take that precious time away from them and I'm going to take care of myself or I'm going to do stuff for me. It, there's like this guilt, like you're neglecting your kids when you do that. And I think for some people it's on the surface, for some people it's more uh, of a subconscious thing, but that needs to be addressed and it's okay to feel it, but it's what you do about your thoughts and feelings that count, right? So 
reframing that mindset to I'm working out, as you said, I'm working out for my kids because if I don't take care of myself, then they're going to have to spend their 40s, 50s, 60s taking more care of me. If I don't take care of myself, I'm not going to be there for my grandkids or my great grandkids the way I want to be. But not only that, kids do what you do. They don't do what you say. So you can tell them, you know, you're the most important thing in the world. You should value yourself. You should take care of yourself. All of these things. And if you're not doing it yourself. Imagine telling your kids, you should go for your dreams. You can do anything you set your mind to. It's like, am I, are you going for your dream? Am I going for my dreams? That's one of the reasons I feel like I have to make this business successful. It's like, well, I have to show my son that I, I'm going for my dreams and that I don't stop and I don't give up because I want him to do the same. I ask myself that question, what would I want my son to do in this situation? And so when it comes to working out, that's the first thing that I think is important. Uh, not so much how I diligently try to instill it in him by what I say or what I tell him. It's that he sees this as part of normal, everyday, natural life. Because in his brain, he's not going to know that it's not no normal for some people to work out. And he's going to take it for granted that this is what people do. A workout is part of your day. You have to wake up, you have to use the toilet, you have to eat, and you have to work out. You know, that's just what has to happen. And so I do that. The other thing, you can excuse me one second, I'll show it to you. Give, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back in like four seconds. Perfect. Hold on. Perfect. This lady's the real deal, folks. She lives this life. All right. So I work out mostly in my home because my local gym doesn't have daycare and I don't have any family around to watch Eric. So I have family. They're like an hour away. They're fantastic. They will watch him. I, you know, if I moved out there, they would be there all the time, but it's just, you know, right now I don't have anyone immediately near me to watch him while I work out. So I do it at home and I use adjustable dumbbells because I live in New York City and I have an apartment and having a home gym just isn't going to happen. So adjustable dumbbells, um, <laughs> they, they're great. They go up to 52.2 pounds. You just, I could fit them in like one square foot under my bed. I love them. And then I found these on Amazon. Look, they're like foam toy adjustable dumbbells. And so, <laughs> so Eric can do it with me and it takes a little extra time because I have to adjust my dumbbells and then I have to take these little red things off and pretend to adjust his dumbbells because we can't skip that step. But <laughs> so I'll do whatever exercise I'm doing. And then he usually does calf raises because that's his favorite exercise. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, so I mean, and if you're imagining what this looks like, it, it's like all over Instagram and Facebook. It's like <laughs> I, I love watching him work out. But so yeah, he's um he'll work out right there with me. Sometimes he's not as helpful when I'm working out. Like you know, a lot of times, you know, like there was one thing I put up on Facebook and Instagram one day, and it was like you know, one of the things that, that bugs me is when people say, if it's important to you, you will make time. And it was like, this is me making time to work out. And I'm over there trying to do push-ups and cat cows. And Eric is just climbing on top of me and then falling off and climbing on top of me. Falling off. I'm like, here I am making time to work out, <laughs> you know, but like, if this is it, like, these are the people I'm working with and that's, I'm one of them. It's, these are the conditions. And so it's up to me to use my knowledge of exercise science and nutrition and apply it to this situation, not tell people, oh, well, if it's important enough to you, you'll do things the way I put in my fancy book or anything, you know? So yeah, like that's, I went a little bit on a tangent there, but I teach him to work out. I model the behavior for him. And I also encourage him to be active. So in my house, jumping on furniture is encouraged, <laughs> not in grandma's house, not in anyone else's house. And teaching him the difference can be a little challenging sometimes, but it's a hundred percent worth it because when he's home, he's climbing on things. And like when he climbs on something that he couldn't climb on before, it's like, yeah, I'm a little nervous because I'm a mom, but I'm also like, yeah, good job. Look at you, you know? And I, even if I'm a little scared, like I'll kind of go behind him, but I won't let him know. I'll encourage him to try. And, you know, we, we jump on the ottoman and, you know, jump back off and jump from this to that. And, you know, I, I try to 
teach him to be comfortable with his body and to have trust in his body. And I don't, oh, be careful. Oh, don't do that. You'll get hurt. Oh, you know, you can't do that. Be careful. Be careful. Um, I'm thinking it <laughs> and, and I'm watching him. And sometimes I'll be like, let me hold your hand. But I try to, um, I try to model trust and um, paying attention to your body and taking care of it. And in what I say to him, I try to be very careful to instill that in him as well. Yeah. And it shows you live it really. I mean, you look at your Instagram and it's so funny because it's <laughs> like exactly like you said, like he's so into it and it's just like, <laughs> whoa, like for him, he's totally like, it's just like a part of life and he's having a good time with mom. And like, that's, that's going to last forever with him. Like he just will think that's like, that's how you live life, you know? And, uh, it's so cool that you got those dumbbells. That's just perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he's a part of you know, what mom's doing you know <laughs> um quick reference for the equipment that you use you said that you had a pair of adjustable dumbbells right you mind mm -hmm. what um, type of dumbbells what brand that is for people that are interested in getting some home equipment you know what? I don't even know the brand off the top of my head. There are different kinds. Um, I'll show you the ones I have if you can wait for two seconds. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, there's a, a couple different ones. I actually have a pair of adjustable dumbbells as well. They're called Power Blocks, and they are super user-friendly. They take up very little space, and they go from 5 to 90 pounds adjusted every 2.5 pounds. And they're pretty much the same price as you would buy a bunch of dumbbells. Yeah, these, so there's another one too. Very these go up to from 5 to 52.2 pounds. You see they have the little weights you screw on. I like them. They were on sale for about 80 on Amazon when I got them. I think now they're about 90, but I like them because they're really sturdy. The other kinds that you can get where you um, like twist them or like turn like a latch or something to set the weights, those are really convenient. Those are awesome. They're usually more expensive, and um, I find like sometimes you'll see in the reviews that the mechanism that switches the weight like breaks over time or something. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why I preferred these, like more cost effective and sturdier. But I mean, it does take a little time to switch the weights, mm -hmm. and so if you're doing multiple exercises, it can get a bit annoying. So I see why people would go for the other ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all user user preference, right? I mean, those are great. Those will do everything you need them to do. And it's nice for those because they break down a little bit more efficiently. You can take all the weights off and just have the handle, throw that in the bag. So it's really just like how you're going to use them and what works for you. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, like in, a, in another setting, I would I might get the other ones. And I'll, um, I'll find that out and I'll make sure we include the link yeah. in wherever we post this. Yeah, for sure. What other kind of equipment do you have other than dumbbells? Do you have any like bands or anything like that or do you just use the dumbbells? I have bands. I mostly use them for um, like physical therapy type exercises or for stretching. So I'll like tie them into loops and things like that. Mm -hmm. And I have a pull-up bar in my doorway and th that's fantastic. Like when people see me on it, they're like, aren't you afraid it's going to fall? I'm like, this thing is rated to hold four, over 400 pounds. Like I'm good. I'll do pull-ups on it. I'll hang upside down and do sit-ups. I'll just hang and use it to decompress my spine a little bit. That's fantastic. And I feel like between all of that, I have pretty much everything covered, you know, and it takes up, I mean, the pull-up bar is in my doorway that takes up no space. The adjustable dumbbells like take up what, like a square foot underneath the bed, the band's you can put them in a little ball and throw them wherever. Um, I have a little tennis ball I'll use to, um, you know, sort of pressure point areas. But I mean, overall, you can do a really wide range of fitness activities with minimal equipment if you don't have the space. And don't get me wrong, if I, those rare occasions I can actually get to a gym, I'm like a kid at a playground. Like, oh my God, I can do leg presses. There's a Smith's machine. Look how much I can lift when I squat if I don't have to lift it from the floor. You know, I get so excited. <laughs> but I mean, you can achieve really high results without that if you need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I always tell people bands and body weight. You can call yeah. somebody with bands and body weight. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Let's see what we got here. Um, well, kind of segueing in what you were talking about before, I do want to make a quick note to you. I just got a little storage disk space thing from my computer. So 
we'll just we'll we'll run with it. We'll see how long we can go here. But um, what do you kind of like segueing in from the teacher role to the student role? What has he taught you in your you know journey with health and fitness and your own personal routine? Like having a kid, like really changes things up. You know, it's like trial and error. Like oh, can't do that, or like oh wow, he really like maybe think of that in a way I never would have, you know, is there any kind of like lessons that he kind of picked up from him? Uh, flexibility. (laughs) 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 Lots of, lots of flexibility. I think just on a personal level, I tend to be kind of hard on myself and there are so many qualities that I see in him And I'm like, oh my God, that's so adorable. Or my God, that's so amazing. Look what he's doing. Look how he's handling this situation. And then other people would point it out to me or it would dawn on me later. I'm like, wait a minute, he got that from me. Why don't I appreciate it in myself as much? Like I should, you know, if I think it's awesome in him, then I should think it's awesome in me too. And I should appreciate that and be thankful for it. And so I've started trying to do that. But yeah, I mean, kids teach you so much. I mean, opening up your mind. I mean, just walking down the street and he's like, there's a bottle cap, mommy. And he would just point out every single... And I was like, I had no idea people thought it was okay to chuck their bottle caps on the sidewalk so much. Like, what is up with this? Or, you know, like, do you know what's in your sewers? Do you know the difference between what's in the sewer on that corner or the one on that corner? Because I do. I do. My son makes a point to look in all the sewers and assess whether... I mean, there are different, you know levels of sewers. I mean, the, you know, any sewer is wonderful because you can look in it, but then there are some where there's, you know, just dirt and those are all right. Those are cool. And there are ones with leaves and those are a little bit cooler, but the Holy grail of sewers are the ones with water because you can chuck rocks in them and they splash. (laughs) I mean, American flags. I was like, I didn't realize how many American flags there are around here. And, you know, like imagine like, you know, if we were somewhere else, like seeing all the, like I, I take them for granted because I live here. Whereas if you go to another country and you like all the flags seem to pop out at you, you know, so just different perspectives on the world and Mm. just um, trying to model for him, you know, like, like I'll try new things and I might be afraid, but I'll do things anyway. And then teaching him those qualities and seeing how he does it so much better than me. It's just, it's really inspirational and it's really great to sort of learn from them and to remind yourself of some of the qualities that we lose as adults and to try to bring ourselves back to that space and learn from our kids. That was a great question. Yeah, no, totally. (laughs) And it's, they're just so present all the time, you know, and it makes you, you know, like if you've ever seen the meme where it's like mindful F U L L and there's like this person thinking about all this stuff and then mindful and it's just empty. Yeah. (laughs) And that's, those kids always bring you back to that. They're just always engaged in that present moment. They don't, they don't have all those conditionings from, you know, living a life. It's so cool for you to be able to, you know, have that kind of like center, that check to always bring you back. Like, Oh yeah. Like we're, we're just hanging out, dude. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of stealing one of your questions here, but being a parent and setting a good example for your kid, what do you think the most important values are for creating a good role model like what what would you say the one two things you would say to a parent like these are the most important values that i've learned help me teach him how to be a good human modeling is the number one thing whatever you want to instill in your kids whatever you want to teach them you have to live it and i'm sure we can all reflect on situations with our parents where we latched on more to what they did than to what they told us. And, you know, pick up habits, like whatever you do is going to become your child's normal. They're not going to even question that there's another way of doing it until they come up to a certain age. So modeling is everything. And, you know, like I have certain values, like for me, it's, you know, family and then your health and your responsibilities to, being a good citizen and making this world a bit of a better place. Like those are the values I want to instill. And for other parents, it might be different values that they want to instill. It might be a religion or it might be, you know, anything, <laughs> you know, a tradition that they know. But um, I think the number one thing you absolutely 100% need to do is to live it yourself, whatever that takes. If that If it's that important to you that your kids grow up with it, then do it a hundred percent of the time. And when you're too weak to do it, 
step away, <laughs> like do what you need to do so that try not to let your kids see when you have those weak moments. But yeah, that's hands down the number one thing I think you have to do as a parent is model for your kids. Like think about in every situation, what would I want my son to do right now? And then do it. Yeah. My daughter, in my case, it's a son. <laughs> totally. That's, that's so true. Cause it's like, you gotta live by example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you do such a good job of that too. I mean, it's obvious in, you know, your social media posts. I mean, you're busting out pull-ups, you're, <laughs> you're working out, doing the jumps and stuff. But at the same time, like you said, okay, well, let's be practical here. He's calling on me and today's not the day. And so I got to just let it be and enjoy my time with him and play and relax. And, you know, I could just move on to the next thing. And, you know, I just by continuing to be that example for him, like be, you know, have a plan, but, you know, don't, you know, lose your, lose your mind if it doesn't go according to the way you want it to all the time. And you're, like you said, flexibility, you're really good at that. So props for Thank me. you. Really <laughs> thank you. Yeah, I think, thank you. I really think that, um, you know, if your regimen only works when it's done a hundred percent all the time, then that's not the regimen for anyone who's not a pro athlete. It's just like your regimen needs to be good enough to work in real life. And that I think comes almost more into play with nutrition because people be like, Oh, I can't have any cheat days. And I'm like, dude, like if I go to grandma's house, I'm eating grandma's cooking. Like I'm not going to insult my grandmother. I mean, unless it's an allergy or like something serious, I'm not going to insult my grandmother (laughs) by not eating the food she made me. Like, you know, I'm not going to go to an event and you know, think about what that entails. Like if you have something serious by all means, or if you want to, by all means, I'm not judging that. But me personally, my nutrition regimen needs to be effective when I go to family events. It needs to be effective when I don't have time or when something comes up. And so if your regimen is so weak that those little things here and there can throw it off, then it's not a high, high enough quality regimen in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. You know, it's actually a perfect kind of segue. I mean, you answered it a little bit already, but personally for you, because you're a superstar at this, how do you balance running a business, coaching people, being a mom? Like, you know, like all of these obligations are in such different ballparks. How do you keep your center? Like what's, you know, the ways that, you know, you make it possible to be able to balance all these things. I mean, you're just a freak, you know, like, (laughs) I'm not a freak. (laughs) I'm a normal person. It took me trial and error and a lot of determination to get to the place where I kind of feel like I got things under control. And even when things are under control, they're still kind of chaotic and that's okay. That's totally cool. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. It's such a, such a big question. Um, so some practical things. There's a lot that doesn't get done. I think it's really important to know in every area of your life, what are the absolute most important things? And then out of the absolute most important things, maybe half of those will get done. (laughs) And to just kind of be at peace with that and not be stressed about it. And so I think of everything in terms of high leverage. So the idea for people who aren't familiar with the term of like high leverage is, you know, what can I do with the least amount of time and effort, but has much bigger results than you would expect for that time and effort. So trying to maximize that. And so when I'm deciding what's going to get done and what's not going to get done, and when it comes down to things that are extremely important and something's not going to get done, I think to myself, you know, will this matter tomorrow? You know, if I do it tomorrow, will it matter in a week? Will it matter in a year? How much will it matter? And that's how I kind of go about it. Um, I think it's really easy to fall into the trap of living according to expectations. And these expectations can come from, you know, how you think people will perceive you. But I think people are, are pretty aware of that and can kind of, I feel like that's the one that's where it's easiest to check yourself when you find yourself going by other people's perceptions. I think what's harder is there are values that have been instilled in you, even coming from your parents and your family and society on what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. And sometimes when you're really strained you have to throw that out the window and think, try to think about things with a fresh mind. So an example of that 
I grew up in an extremely clean house. My parents are so clean. Like even when the house is a mess, people think they just cleaned it. You know, like you only eat in the kitchen. There are no crumbs. Like someone thinks a crumb might have fallen. It's like we're on our knees finding that crumb that fell. You know, it's and it's amazing. And I learned to be a very clean person because of that. But then when I was you know, really strained. Like when I was maxed out in everything and I'm talking like, it's not a matter of, Oh, well I was maxed out, but I, you know, had to binge watch this. Like there was no watching TV. There was no getting a pedicure. There was no going out drinking with friends or any of that kind of stuff. Like I was maxed out and it's like, what's not going to get done. And you know what, if I don't clean the house this week and I clean it next week or next month, yeah, that's, I don't feel good about my house being a mess or even being like, in some cases, like, you know, crumbs. I mean, when you have a kid, I mean, there's food all over the floor all the time. Like, how did rice get in my bedroom? Like, <laughs> what is this raisin doing it in the toilet brush? Like, yeah. what the heck? I don't know. How, how does it happen? But there's, it's just like, I, and I'm like, oh my God, this isn't sanitary. But at the same time, there are times I've said, you know what? Like, no, like this is not the most important thing I need to do right now, you know, and everything else I needed to do was even more important than that. And while I didn't feel good, I felt like, oh my God, what kind of mom am I? My son's living in this unsanitary house. It was like there, if that doesn't get done for a month, it'll be clean. And then you know what? The rest of our lives won't be affected by that. Whereas me building up my business, if I don't build like what I'm doing now, if I do it right, will affect the rest of our lives. It, me taking care of my health. Yeah. If that has to, like, if there's a family emergency or something and that doesn't happen for a week, yeah, that's fine. But if I just kind of let that fall through the cracks long-term, that's going to follow me for years, you know, or for the rest of my life. Like if I'm not eating well consistently, like again, emergencies, you fall off the wagon, but if that happens long-term, that's going to follow me the rest of my life. So I have to make time for eating healthy. I have to make time for relationships with the people who are important to me. Like, you know, people kind of put down like, oh, you know, going out drinking with your buddies as if it's like, who are you to do that? And you know what? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't have the alcohol very often, but going out with those friends, like those really close friends that become family over time, like that is important. Nurturing those relationships, however you want to do it, making time for that, I would feel guilty. And then eventually I realized I'm like, oh my God, I'm like neglecting people who love me. I'm not investing the time into them. Like what's, what kind of person am I not to do that? But I would feel guilty like, oh, but there's so much work and responsibilities to get done. No, no, no. Like that's important too. Sometimes you have to clean the house and tell your friends or your family that you can't be with them. And other times you have to let the house be dirty and work on your business and go and spend some time with your mom or your best friend. So I think that's a big part of it. Other things, uh, going back to your question on how to balance it all out, I feel like there are the practical tricks. And so things that are high leverage that I think people know about in some cases, some to know about some of them, but often underestimate how effective they can be. Meditation mm -hmm. is clutch. And I mean, people, I don't have time for that. Like, I think people just, they know about it. They know about the benefits, but underestimate actually how impactful it can be to the point where you should make that one of your priorities over time. And you can start small 10 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be this crazy thing. And then learn some mindfulness practices that you can integrate as you're going about your day. Just like set, you know, reminders on your phones every 10 minutes. Like, am I breathing through my belly? Am I focusing on what's happening in front of me? Am I listening to the other people instead of thinking about what I'm going to say? Like, those are mindfulness practices that you don't even have to set time aside for. But making time for meditation and mindfulness is super impactful. Um, everyone knows working out, but I think a lot of people underestimate how short bursts of physical activity, if you don't have time for a long workout, I mean, two minutes of cardio in the morning, two minutes, like do some burpees and jumping jacks. And in that two minutes, you can increase the mitochondria in your cells, increase your VO2 max, which is how much, you know, your lungs can take in oxygen and send it around your entire body through your heart. I mean, 
in two minutes, that can boost the positive hormones in your brain to reduce depression. It can reset your circadian rhythm. So if you wake up and you feel like crap the whole day, waking up early, that can tell your brain, hey, this is the time I'm supposed to wake up and then allow you to fall asleep better in the evening. Two minutes. So, I mean... Yes, like t- life can get in the way sometimes, but make a small amount, just those couple minutes, two to five minutes in the morning, just make that little bit non-negotiable because that's super important. And then the one that I think people know about the least adaptogenics, which are supplements that had all natural, 100% natural, you know, herbal supplements that have been shown to decrease the physical and mental effects of stress on the body. Now, who doesn't need some of that? (laughs) So um, one's like, I love ashwagandha. Uh, I take it every single day. Uh, Holy basil, I'll take as needed. Uh, Kava kava, that one can be kind of strong. So see how you react to it. Don't try it the first time when you're going to work. But um, kava kava is a really great one. And I know people who have like, you know, severe depression or anxiety attacks who will use that in emergencies to make themselves feel better. And so, yeah, I mean, adaptogenics is another one of those tricks that can really help you. But it's really taking that integrated approach. I mean, you, you talked about, you know, a little while ago when I was interviewing you too, like the talking about the, um, the three legged stool and you were talking about the, you need the, the sleep, the nutrition, like all of that needs to come together. And if you're neglecting any one of those areas, it's not going to work. So even if life is straining you, don't cut out one area completely, just cut down on all of them, but make sure that the most high leverage things you can do in all of them is still present to the extent possible. Mm -hmm. Gosh, that was if you weren't taking notes for that, rewind, <laughs> get out the notepad. My goodness. Yeah, that was solid. I totally agree with that too. And yeah, adaptogenics are, are so powerful. They're underrated. You know, a lot of people are like, what protein powder do you take? And like, you know, like let's, let's cover some of the more essential basics first. Like, are you getting the micronutrients in that you need? You know, mushroom tea and, and some of those other things that can help you know, regulate stress levels, decrease cortisol. I mean, who mm-hmm. doesn't have high levels of cortisol these days, right? I mean, the environment mm-hmm. is pretty stressful. I actually saw a research study recently that was talking about in one day in current time now, we can undergo more stress from the environment than an entire lifetime, like two centuries ago. Wow. Day. And I mean, like you look at the biggest issues with people nowadays with mood disorders being like one of the, the most prevalent causes of disease, dis-ease. It's anxiety and depression, which is an imbalance in your hormones, an imbalance in the cortisol levels and like anything that we can do, like you were saying, you've listed them all sleep, nutrition, exercise, two minutes, guys. I've, I've got a client specifically and I'm always telling her that. And it's like, I just need to shuttle her over to you. <laughs> time, time, time. She's a super busy mommy and I get it. And I'm like, two minutes though. Two minutes. You're texting me right now. Like that's two minutes. Like you just texted me three times. Like you could have been doing burpees or something. <laughs> she comes in like, oh, I'm, I'm tight. My hamstrings are strong. I'm like, well, did you do that mobility exercise I gave you? Oh, I don't have time. Like, you you do you got a couple minutes in there it might be tough you might have to like you said decrease everything a little bit evenly but it's possible guys there's strategies i mean you're a living example of it you can make it work guys go follow her on social media right now she's got (laughs) it on I have to say, uh, I have to say though, I have the advantage of being trained in this too. You know, I, there are so many people out there who are in the situation that I'm in. And even like the one I was in when I started, this was worse. And I mean, if I didn't have the training to know how things can be adapted and how, you know, if I didn't know the science so that I could apply it to this new situation, as opposed to trying to fit it into these, you know, 20 to 60 minute blocks of time, I don't know if I would have been successful and able to do it. And there's so much information out there that it's, I know so many people who like some, you're right. Some people it's like, dude, you just really need to make the time and have the discipline. And there are plenty of those, man, we all know it. Um, and then there are others where 
they're do like they have seven minutes and they're like dropping down and like doing squats or, you know, sit-ups or something. And they're like, why can't I get back to the way I was? I, you know, I'm doing the best I can. It must be genetic or, you know, I just don't have the time and I won't be able to. And I have to just accept that this is how it's going to be. And it's like, no, no. So for the people who are really putting in the time and effort and they're carving it out. And when they do get those 30 seconds, you know, they're not, you know, going down their Facebook feed or doing something else that's a waste. I think for them, it's like the like experts like you, like me, like all the others wonderful people that we know where it's our job then to come in and guide them into, you know, what are these high leverage actions you can take? So when you have one minute, how do you use that one minute? You know, if you only have seven minutes, how do you use those seven minutes? If you only have a hundred dollars to go food shopping for a family like, do you really only need to get on healthy foods or what are the healthy foods that you might be underestimating? Do you need to spend on, you know, these, these fancy supplements or do you need to spend on it? Like, what are the high leverage things you can be doing with what you have? And I've put so much, like, I feel like that's what my mission is in life right now. I just have to figure that out because I, like, that's what I need in order to stay sane. Like if I can't, you know, be fit and healthy and all of this, like I'm not going to be able to deal with the stress and responsibilities and everything I have. And so it's like, that's what I spend most of my time figuring out and thinking about. And that's just how my brain is wired at this point to think it's like, you know, what are the high leverage actions? And that's what I'm, I'm hoping I can teach and guide people to start doing in their own lives. It's hard, man, really hard. Yeah. And, and I always tell my clients this, like, I am no handyman. If I have something break down in my house, I'm not the guy that's going to try to fix it. Like I'm just going <laughs> to F stuff up even more. Like I'm going to hire a professional. Like someone yeah. spent the time doing that stuff. And like, same thing is like, if you go out in the wilderness and like what we're talking about is doing personal research gives you a map. It gives you a starting point. It gives you a destination, but that doesn't mean you're not going to get lost. And so hire a guide. Hire somebody that knows the trails, that's been there before, that has fallen mm-hmm. through that pitfall, that can tell you how to avoid it. You know, like that's what we're here for. And that's uh, you and I preach that all the way through is like, oh my God, yeah. Life, you know, it's not about us, you know, using research and science to point fingers. It's like we live this stuff every day. Like we've made those mistakes, we've had those struggles, we've figured out ways that are actually applicable in real life like we're not some fake you know fitness profits living some you know we don't have the money to do that or this or that like we don't either you know like we're we're struggling every day just like everybody else i I was just saying this this morning it's not that our problems are different it's our solutions that are different our problems are the same it's our solutions that are different and it's Mm -hmm that we've figured that stuff out research is definitely a big part of it but we've put all this stuff into practice in our own lives and verified it you know it's like one of the best mm-hmm. trainers i say don't give an exercise to your client you've never tried out yourself and it's the same concept with everything like why would you tell someone to do something that you don't have personal experience with you know just you know so that's that's again another thing that i respect you for is you're very practical and you have done everything that you talk about. And that's what gives both of us such good validation and authenticity is it's like, you can go watch my last Facebook live. You can go watch my YouTube video. Like I'm mm-hmm. you know, every day. So it's really cool to see that. And that's actually what I was going to ask you next is, you know, what do you see being the biggest problem for people trying to make this balance happen? I know we kind of touched on it earlier a little bit, but specifically in regards to the balance, Mm -hmm. what do you see the biggest pitfalls your clients make? Uh, I think the biggest pitfall, there is so much information out there and fitness is such a popular industry and so many companies are trying to profit off of this trend. And I mean, it's good that it's a trend, but then it becomes complicated for people because there's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of stuff out there that doesn't work, or there are a lot of people who aren't qualified, and yet there they are teaching, and people are getting injured, and 
you know, it's really hard if you're not trained to know what actually works. And I think that's the toughest part, you know, putting myself in the shoes of the people that I'm trying to serve and that I am serving. It's, you know, how are they supposed to like, you know, like, yeah, they've heard, oh, three minute abs and, you know, oh, in 10, two weeks to be, you know, to being lean. And there's like all this stuff out there. How are they going to know that mine is the real thing when they're, they've probably tried a million of these and they under delivered and they didn't really work. And that's tough. That's a tough one. And I think, you know, it's, um, you know, recommendations from people like saying that it's worked and these are the results it's gotten. I think it's the track record. I mean, that's why, like, I wasn't about to just be like, Oh, this worked for me. Let me put it up for sale. It was like, no, I recruited busy moms from around the world and tested it to make sure it worked for other people too. And then to get their feedback and see in real time, like what the, what can be done to improve it. Right. So the biggest stumbling block is when people are trying to learn the routine, which is why I added the gradual transition plan so that people, you know, there's not that hump at the beginning, you know, that's why I changed my entire approach to how I work with clients individually. Cause I was like, it's the learning part that trips people up. Once they know it already, it's becomes routine, but it's that step in the middle, but whatever it is, it, it has to be Whomever you're thinking of following or um, whoever you're thinking of purchasing from, like find out their track record from sources other than them <laughs> and um, you know, see what's been done before. And even that, it can be hard because marketing can, people can make so many claims that can be so misleading and it's, it's really tough. I think trying to follow the advice people give in their free sources is so important because then you can see if it's actually working. And if someone's giving away advice for free in a video or in an article or on their webpage and you try it and you see that you got, you get results from that, then I think you can be more confident not a hundred percent. Again, nothing's a hundred percent. I've been disappointed when I actually paid for some people's stuff, and I, but I think you can be more confident then that if you know this is what they can give away, just like in a free article or video or web page, then what? The, then their actual packages and their actual coaching, their knowledge is there. What they're saying, their advice is working. I, you can feel like you can actually try to get more of it. Yeah. No, totally. I mean, it's crazy how much is out there now. And there's, we could go so much more into that. I can't wait to dive into that with uh, more of the unfilter me and, and you know, the, the stigmas in the industry and how we can try to, to burst a lot of those bubbles. And it's going back to everything you've been talking about, leading by example, living the life, you know, research, apply, and mm-hmm. make it practical. Um, so I Tell me what you want to do with Super Busy Mommy Coach. Say, what projects are you working on right now? What goals do you have short-term, say the next year, and long-term, say the next five, 10 years? What do you want to see happen with what you're doing right now? Oh, man. Well, (laughs) I love this work. I'm so passionate about it. And I feel like it's so authentic for me that I would love to... I would love to grow it and I would love to do it full time. So uh, this super busy mommy coaching just launched in January. I spent a long time in the pre-launch phase, like researching and testing and then thinking about what direction I wanted to go in and figuring out a plan. And I spent a long time in that phase, but it just launched in January. And so I would like within the next day, like five years or so, I would love to be doing it full time. I want to get it to the point where I, it's profitable enough and I can support my family, which right now is me, me and Eric. <laughs> so support me and Eric and also be able to do a lot of volunteer work and put a lot of free resources out there because I know, I mean, just we've all gone through times where you're learning and you can't, necessarily um, invest as much as you'd like. And I think for the people who 
can only read a book or the people who can only, you know, watch some videos and have to be self-taught or whatever the case may be. I want to make sure I'm making this available to as many people as possible around the entire world, you know? And so I'd like to get to the point where the business is supporting us. And if I have a larger family at that time, I want it to be supporting all of us and where then I can use that to create this time and space for myself to really be giving back in a way that's, you know, not for profit, just for, just to serve. So I'd like to integrate it that way. And I'd like to learn and grow as a person. Yeah. I mean, this is like, you, you've talked about like, stretching yourself and getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. I, I'm, I am there. Like, I don't even remember what it's like to be comfortable. <laughs> it's been so long, <laughs> you know, but I feel like, you know, given how crazy and busy my life is now and figuring out how to grow a business under those conditions and and there's no resource for that, by the way. Like I've tried, I've like, I've paid for courses. I've like reached out, I've looked around, like there, I can't find any, like how to grow a business in 15 minutes a day while your son is squirming on your lap. Like there's just doesn't, <laughs> I like joke around. I'm like, you know what, when I'm successful, that's going to be my Ted talk. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, I think doing the research and then trying to figure out how to make it actually successful is going to stretch me beyond what I ever thought I could do. And I still have that, you know, the monkey brain part of me doesn't think I can do it. And I have to constantly tell it to shut up and okay. So assume, assume you think you could do it. What would you be doing right now? Now go do it and just keep moving one step at a time, one step at a time. So I look forward to seeing the person that I'll be when I can make this successful. That's sort of my dream for it. I already see her. I mean, you're there, your heart and your passion. It's just, you know, you already see the angel in the stone and now you're just carving it, you know? Yeah. It's just waiting for that final product to be there, but you've already created it. You're doing such a good job. It's amazing to see you grow and watch watch your uh, efforts um, be rewarded. So kind of tying that into one of my last questions for you, if you were to give me your life mission in a couple sentences saying kind of like that idea of what you were just, you know, finishing up with of like after the business is successful and looking at more of like the contribution of what you would like to see your legacy be, your impact be, what would you say that your mission is on this earth? To empower people. I think it all, yeah, I mean like that, and that's, that word is just such a buzzword and it's hard to express the depth that that I see in that word, but okay. So here's, here's sort of the way I think about it. So people come to me for various reasons, but let's say like often people come to me because they want to look at a bikini. They stay because their pain starts to decrease. They start to have more energy. They start to feel better. So that's what how, why they stay. And then all of a sudden their mind is affected in a positive way. And then when their mind is affected in a positive way, suddenly, and you've mentioned this, people want to serve. People start thinking beyond their own bubble of problems and start wanting to have an impact. And when you have a community of people who are feeling empowered and doing that, then all of a sudden people start working together, right? So uh, they're, they're feeling better. Now they have more confidence in themselves. So once now they've been empowered, their brain is in a healthier place. They have more confidence. They start to believe that they can make a change and it can actually have a result And then you have people coming together to make changes that have results. And that's how you change and improve a society that's hurting. And, you know, right now, I I think we are extremely lucky to be living in America at this point in time. But there are a lot of struggles and, you know, there are a lot of divisions and there are tensions and there are a lot of people who are suffering and aren't sharing in the Uh, prosperity that America as a whole has. And I think that when you find a way to empower people, 
that's when they start coming together and the change needs to come from the people. We, we can, you can lobby, wave signs all you want. And that's very important by all means, please, please do that. But it has to come from the people as well. And so let's empower the people. And I think that comes, you know, my two passions in life are fitness and education. I used to be a teacher. And I mean, when you get people through health and fitness, or you get kids, the next generation through education, then forget it. You empower people like that. You change communities, you change societies, you change the world. And I'm not like, <laughs> I'm not thinking, you know, super busy mommy coach changed this. Like, no, but we each do our one part. We're one piece in the puzzle and, you know, be the change you want to see in the world. Right. So this is me being that change. So I have to live it for myself. And then I can guide others who are interested. And then from there, you know, change can happen. And I'm doing my one part as my one little piece in the puzzle. I'm being the change. Yeah. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, Mark <laughs> Reed, you know, never doubt that a small group of people can change the world or they're the only thing that ever has. Mm-hmm. More conversations like this is need, is what is needed. So you have just been such a gem for this entire interview. And everybody, you need to go follow Nicole, super busy mommy coach. Nicole, tell us where we can find you and what you can provide to these people that are thirsty for this <laughs> Oh, sure. Um, Thank you. And it's been a pleasure speaking to you as well. You can find me at superbusymommycoach.com. That's where you'll learn more about my approach. I have a a video of there, an interview where I really got into all the nerdy details on why why the program works. So anyone who's a nerd out there or the skeptics or the person who's looking to do their research to you know actually see what's going on and learn for themselves, check that out. Um, you can learn about the origin and then you can also see what I offer. You know, I offer a home workout program called the Super Busy Mommy Workout. Um, I also have an online course on, you know, how do busy parents like, you know, how do you integrate all this into your life? It's called Jumpstart Fulfillment, which is also available on my website. And I have, I have uh, an Instagram page which <laughs> where you can see just sort of little bits of like a little peek into my life and what it's like. And I try to keep it super real, um, like really, really real, like interruptions and frustrations and the happy stuff and everything. Uh, so, you know, back to hashtag unfiltered, which we'll be talking about real soon on this podcast, but you'll get some of that there. So definitely follow my Instagram to get the tips and the tricks and the ideas uh, you know, on how to actually make it work in your life. Um, you can find me on Facebook as Super Busy Mommy Coach. And yeah, I also offer, you know, very small amount of individual coaching, which I is all done uh, online. It's mostly done by text message, actually, <laughs> because uh, let's, let's face it, you're going to be a lot more successful if your coach is in your pocket. Like, hey, send me a picture of your breakfast. Hey, so that thing I asked you to do, I want a video so I can make sure your form is correct. And um, by the way, like, what, what did you eat for dinner today? And, you know, I was just... Yeah, I've done a lot of stuff in person. After a while, I was like, "Why am I? Why am I still doing the in-person sessions when most of the magic happens by text message?" But you know, you have resources sent to you by email, whatever, whatever works. But it's all done remotely. We can hop on a video chat when needed. Um, So I offer that individual coaching to really select, like, very, very small number of people. Like, I'll do two or three at a time for that. But I'm also going to be opening up some group coaching, and so that'll be done, you know, through um, social media and you know other like messaging apps like WhatsApp and things like that. And so if you're if you want some guidance, some expert guidance as you try to actually make this work. If you've been doing your research and you have questions like, you know, I'm, I'm still struggling to figure out how to make this work or why am I not getting results with this? Or why does my neck hurt when I do that? Like those are the types of things where I'd be able to guide people in a group coaching program. So those are really the ways you can engage with me. Those are the ways that I can hopefully um, be helpful to people. And, um, you know, check me out on YouTube as well. Super busy mommy coach. I mean, I, I highly suggest, you know, get on there and, you know, pick my brain by seeing, you know, what's there, see if it resonates, see if it sounds like it works for you. And then reach out to me. Like I talk to people, like I message with people, like if you message my page, I'll be the one answering. <laughs> so, um, you know, reach out and, you know, ask me your questions, tell me, 
what you want to hear. If there's something you think I'm missing that super busy parents need, you know, some ideas for, just put it out there. I mean, I love, I love, love, love to engage with all of you. So please reach out to me. Yes, absolutely. And you don't have to have a child to be working with Nicole, guys. She applies these strategies to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's very practical. And that's part of the reason why we're so passionate about what we do is because we're providing strategies for humans, not just parents, not just athletes. We're applying strategies to people because like she was saying, it's about connecting and empowering people to come together and learn and grow with and from each other. So Nicole, you just nailed this on the head. <laughs> so happy that we got a chance to dive a little bit deeper into the world of Super Busy Mommy Coach. And I appreciate your time so much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. I mean, you asked the greatest questions. I love talking with you 100% of the time. Thanks so much for this. It's been absolutely great. Yeah, folks. So go ahead and check the links that are posted below. You'll find all the information about Nicole and how to follow her. And be sure to stay tuned for further episodes on optimizing your human potential, mind, body, and soul. Thank you so much for tuning in. Nicole, you have anything else to say? Make sure you subscribe to the podcast and check out the Holistic Therapies directory. If you're looking for a holistic practitioner, whether it be fitness, nutrition, acupuncture, Reiki healing, anything you can possibly think of. And if you are a holistic practitioner, make sure you put your profile up there. Absolutely. It's a growing global community, guys. Nicole and I are both very, very strong believers in creating this global connected community for everyone to use as a resource to get better together, optimizing mind, body, and soul. Thanks mm -hmm. so much. And we'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Optimizing Human Potential show. Don't forget to rate and review. For more information, you can visit www.holistictherapiesdirectory.com. And from their website, you can check out their social pages. We'll see you in the next episode.